0: Jesus stood among them and said to Thomas put your finger here see my hands reach out your hand and put it into my side stop doubting and believe
1: and Thomas said to him my Lord and my God I'm Kara Cardell
0: and I'm Fred Schellebarger and you're listening to my Lord and my God encountering Christ in the Eucharist
1: we are here with a very special guest I always say that I think our guests are, are all of always, our guests are special they're always us. special oh gosh <laughs> we have the best guest today um, and I'm excited because we have uh, just come to know your your kids a lot and so through them we've gotten to meet you and get to know you but for anyone who's listening uh, we're interviewing John Fitzsimmons today Um, who is well known in our own community, but you guys are going to get the chance to get to know him here. But through your kids, we've gotten to know you and now we get to sit down and get to know you a little bit more. So I'm excited. I am as well. Wonderful. Um, Usually we like to start before diving into kind of your encounter with Christ in the Eucharist, which is really at the heart of the show. We like to start just by getting to know like where you've come from in your own faith. So we've had some people who have come in as converts to the faith, uh, and they share their experience. We have many people who, you know, grew up Catholic. Um, But what was your experience with the Catholic Church, and kind of where did your initial conversion begin?
2: You know, um, it's one of those starts from the beginning stories. You know, um, my parents were just great, great Catholic examples, had a very deep faith. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad both would joke that on their first date, my mom said, uh, Let's say the rosary. And he said, I'll say it with you, but just don't tell my friends. <laughs> so, um, so Some anyway. things never change, apparently. <laughs> That's, yeah. um, but no, they've always had a love for the mass. They were daily masters most of their lives. Um, I remember as a really young kid, um, my mom kind of dragging us along to adoration way back when. This is probably before it was a, th- a big thing, um, but I, I, t- I test my faith to my family, to my parents. That's nice. beautiful. Awesome. We got
0: to spend a summer with one of your children and we know your daughter Mary, Mary Kate. Kate, Mary Kate. Yep. Yeah. Um she is a future saint. I'm I'm certain yeah. of that. Um I won't like, argue with you. Yeah, such an inspiration and so it's neat to see that legacy that your parents instilled into you mm-hmm. handed on to your kids who I think like have even like they've their, taught a lot to their us. example has had a profound effect they don't the, know that they don't but know they, it, but, it has. but if they listen to us <laughs> they 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 now know yeah. uh but it has had an effect on us so it, it's it's fascinating to see two teenagers i'm guessing if my math's right late 1940s early 1950s who don't want their friends to know they're praying the rosary together and yet that legacy continues on so i I guess I want to hear more about your encounter with Christ in sure. the Eucharist, and how has that affected your life as a father, and the impact you've seen uh, on
2: in your kids, like yeah. over the years. Well, first of all, I do have to say, you know, the Eucharist, you know, source and summit is 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 not enough. It's you know, it's just everything, right? Yeah. You know, the body of Christ, living today you know as much as the body of christ lived back in the beginning you know so but for me the eucharist um you know again going back to the beginning my re- i remember my first communion very well and just the rightness of it I, one thing i kind of remember though, it's kind of maybe a little bit different but it was uh the last class we had before we received communion the uh, the sister brought hosts and she goes now these yeah. aren't consecrated but i just want you to taste them yeah and i remember thinking it's gonna taste like magic you know and it's like oh uh, it's uh and then i was like oh it's just kind of plain it doesn't yeah. taste like magic yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just kid yeah. you know <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah so uh but i do remember kneeling down receiving my first communion and just uh, and being in love with the lord you know and then from there um you know as you know i kneel to receive yeah. receive in the tongue and i've done this for the last like 25 plus years um and I asked my dad, "What, you know, do you remember when that day? Because I, I can't remember it myself. I know about when it happened. It was like, I think for us, it was in the early 80s. There was a change in Saint Anne's in Vale, Iowa. But That's how you receive? Yeah, okay. yeah. How we, how you receive? I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, you know, I was just like, uh, to me back then, I do remember thinking, well, what's changed? I mean, it's still the Lord, and right. it's just like it just didn't seem quite." right in my heart but like everyone else i went along i remember talking to my dad uh you know all the changes and i was i think we we're talking about the like first the vatican two changes i don't remember they lived through and it's i just think everything was just kind of little by little changes right. right yeah and and i and what got me back to my knees was uh the first time i read the study uh 25% of Catholics don't believe in the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. Now, I myself, going back, I remember uh, it's probably about college time, post-college time, and I was talking with my brother Jimmy, who's not my son, Jimmy, no. son, yeah. but the yeah. names get lots of recycling yeah. in the Fitzsimmons family. Yeah. So um, and he and you know, he was talking about the real presence, and I'm like, wow, you know, I guess I forgot about that. You know, over the years. Being a dopey kid going through college all the crazy years. And it's just kind of like faith goes in the back, you know, back burner. And, uh, but there's a time when you get that calling in your heart, you know, that knocking come back, you know, and not that I ever really left physically, but I think I was checked out. I was actually going to ask
1: you about that if there was ever a time where you questioned or left the faith or, you know, it
2: was not with me. uh, I guess I was more oblivious, right? I never really left. I kind of went through the motions. Um, But, you know, certain things I do have to. It it was kind of like an EWTN sneaker towards the end of college. I was like, oh, what's this? And then just kind of got intrigued. I've always, you know, the faith has always been, I guess, deep in my heart, even if I forgot about it. Yeah. My wife would say, "Why you have to mention this, you know, uh, she goes, you were normal when I married you. Uh, But then as soon as Jack was born, our (laughs) oldest son uh i was just struck by lightning my life changed yeah. really in a moment i just think i owe it to my son jack uh to just revigorating you know our faith um now it was kind of gradual
1: i like how your you said your wife said you were normal before like, <laughs> like when you were struck by lightning it's like now you're not normal <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: well i think there is some truth to that because I, I think if we did a, a survey an anonymous survey mm-hmm. would probably be best I would say and I'm going to actually going to throw myself into this bunch too. I would say the average person sitting on a pew in a pew on every given Sunday is sort of oblivious to the profound yeah.
1: yeah
0: reality that is before us and what God offers us and
1: like the radical reverence the, of the Eucharist yeah, almost isn't normal. What is actually it be. It,
0: yeah. and so it I think be, yeah. Lord strike us all with that same lightning. Yeah. yeah. you know. We don't want to be normal.
2: Well, you know, Grace, yeah. I think uh, I'm reading a great book about um, St. Teresa of Avila. Yeah. And she says, you know, mm. gifts are on loan from God. Mm. You know, you have them for a while and maybe you'll take them away You know, in a while. But uh, yeah. you always persevere something like that. Yeah. But, so I think it's it's a gift, obviously, you know, mm. uh, it's grace to realize, you know, what's going on. Um, what I was starting to get into and I did go back to you know the whole jack thing but um i remember working and traveling and i found myself in minneapolis and i was uh thinking uh looking for just a good solid mass i'd like to do daily mass and especially when i travel because you know you're just with everyone when you're at mass right so no matter where i am in the country it's like oh i go to mass it's like i am with my family you know Mm -hmm. i you know pray for them you know just kind of like all the saints and angels and you know, uh, just you, I just feel presence of all that, you know, with the mass, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I was looking for just a just a good solid mass. So anyway, so I went to this the Catholic bookstore there, Leaflet Missile, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm in my I guess flawed eyes, the mass seemed a bit irreverent, and then irreverent. And then I was like, you know, is there a place that you'd recommend? And, and they said, oh yeah, go to Saint Agnes, which is like uh, <laughs> so reverent, right? Yeah. And I remember going there. And I remember it was in their basement chapel, which was, you know, it still is. I mean, it's a, a more beautiful church than many churches. But mm. and then I'm like, I think they're going to use the communion rail. <laughs> and uh, and this is before I was, I just had in my heart that I wanted to kneel to receive. But anyway, yeah. so and I remember seeing the altar boys turn down the altar or the cloth on top of the communion rail. I'm like, wow. They didn't even do that when I was a kid at St. Anne's, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember the short line going up to communion and I just had tears in my eyes, tears of joy. Um, And it just seemed so perfect and so right, you know.
1: So, I feel like that's mm. what the reverence does. I can see the tears in your eyes now. Like, mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. That's what the mm-hmm. reverence of the mass does. Like, when we truly right. come to it and we see the beauty and the care that people have for Christ in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. like, it just draws your heart deeper into the reality of it. That's beautiful.
2: So so then I get back and I'm uh Father Andrew Shoszawowski or some long <laughs> Polish name. Father Andrew was right from Poland and he had a great accent. And uh and we go uh I was telling him Father, you know, uh I really have it on my heart to receive kneeling down and and he's like uh you know John that there's nothing that the church says that you cannot kneel to receive. Actually, it is the common uh, what you know for the yeah. church. I'm like oh, that was no. a very good accent. Yeah. No, yeah. That was a bad accent, yeah. especially when you know my family and you know how we we specialize in not foreign languages but foreign accents. we you. have many accents. <laughs> that was a very poor Polish, so I apologize for that. But in any event, uh, so so I was like, oh, I can. He goes, yeah. So I started from that point on. Um, I do have to segue to a little mini miracle, you know, we, while I was kind of like, oh, I wish I could, I really be I have it on my heart to kneel to receive and, you know, when Lord when, and, uh, and we were at a friend's funeral and father Cooper had prayed the, f- the funeral mass and it was at Holy spirit retirement home. And everyone was all kind of gathered in there. Virgil Beeman, God rest his soul was the man who died. And, uh, and so, um, We were just like, it was tight space. So I was kneeling down kind of next to something. I don't remember if it was an organ or what the deal was, but, and with a group of people. And then, so, uh, right away, uh, one of the India sisters, she just came up and, and I was still kneeling down and she just, I reached. So I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you, Virgil. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father Cooper.
1: Like Uh, a little gift. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It Mm. was a gift. So, so I started receiving kneeling down and, uh, I almost never received um, pushback. Once in a while I did, maybe three times in the last 25 plus years. And it's usually the same thing. It's like, uh, well, people are asking me what what's going on. Why is he doing this? And I don't know what to say. Uh, and I think, you know, so it was like, these are questions I shouldn't have to answer, you know, is what the, the priest was kind of saying. Um, and, you know, we kind of... Um, I guess with the kids, I do have to do a little segue on a little segue, but, um, so I, we were really, uh, a pilgrim family. We, uh, we were that many parishes and we kind of just, wherever I felt was the priest that had the most dynamic effect on the family. That's where we would kind of move to. And in the area of Sioux city, there are so many different parishes. So yeah, it was so very easy, but, um, Jimmy was speaking with someone recently at a, one of our neighboring cities your son jimmy not my son jimmy Jimmy, yes thank you (laughs) and uh she was asking him what your parish is he goes you know i i call it cathedral but it's been many parishes growing up and then she kind of scoffed at him it's like your family should have just stuck with wherever their parish was Mm -hmm. and and then uh so he's asking her about her family and he's like well yeah, my kids don't go to church anymore. So he was right. like, well, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. maybe you should have yeah. shopped around a bit, you know. But,
0: well, I, I, you've got, like I said, Mary Kate, I am certain, a future saint in religious life, and Jimmy, who honestly has had a profound effect on yeah. our lives. He's
1: studying in the seminary
0: and on his way to be a priest. So I, I would say your plan worked. Well, and and it wasn't to a the plan. Lord
2: you know, it wasn't a worked. plan. I think the plan mm. is as a, you know, people have asked me, "All right, you've got a son that's a seminary, and you've got a daughter that's entering the religious life. Uh, what, what in the world did you do?" And it's like, I really never had a plan. It was just like, you know, um, the faith was always first, right? And 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 with that, you know, faith with love. I mean, you you shower your children with love, and the rest just happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think a lot of it is parenting with love. You know, uh, I never had a problem telling them if I when I made a mistake, guys, I'm sorry. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, we did pray a lot. uh, And the boys will say, Dad, you drug us along at three in the morning to uh, pray the Liturgy of the Hours with the Filipino brothers in South Sioux. So so we did some radical That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
1: do remember Jimmy telling us a, a story about how his faith comes from. I remember my dad took us to mass every single day. And I actually, like that stuck with me so much when Fred says like mm-hmm. Mary-Kate and Jimmy have just said things that is like, you know, kind of challenging in our own faith. And it's like, that was one of them. It's like, I want to do that for my kids. I want to be like John Fitzsimmons mm-hmm. and take my kids to mass every single day. And so now I, I get to stay at home with them. And I tried it so far once in the almost six months mm-hmm. that I've been home. It was a little hard because uh, my kids are really young. So I was curious. How old were your kids when you were taking them to Mass yeah. every
2: single day? You know, we, um, we started homeschooling. Yeah, Our little parish uh, Catholic school in Jefferson uh, closed down not long after we moved up there. And then so we're like, uh, gosh, what are we going to do? And it was actually the day before school would have started. We had a friend that said, uh, why don't you homeschool? and lindy and i were like hey that's for crazy people <laughs> So the more we she's like very insistent and we kept you know talking about it and maybe it was it started before but it was definitely when we made our decision the day before school started and uh, it's like and lindy's like how how are the guys going to how are they going to take this and i'm like with a great assault yeah. and uh, so i'm like hey guys uh you know i think uh Instead of ending summer and going back to school tomorrow, we're going to start homeschooling. And they're like, hmm, sounds fun, Dad. So that was kind of it. But so when Lindy was doing all the schooling, I wanted to do something with my part. And I wanted to keep the faith so close to it. So I just started bringing them to uh, St. Boniface, 630 a.m. Mass. And they would serve. Um, And Jimmy was pretty young. I think he was like, he wasn't first communion age yet. Okay. And, uh I just remember him and sometimes if we were a little late there's a the basement they would kind of walk through the basement go up the back stairs get their server's stuff on and then a uh, cassock on then they would just um uh, there they were all of yeah. a sudden they'd appear on the altar yeah. and the old, mm-hmm. and the you know, like I guess it was mostly an older crowd right they're just they just loved the boys oh. and I just remember Jimmy up there my other guys man they were just like still a, I was still a statues you know, fold your hands yeah right? military precision. So, but Jimmy was like, he's yeah. like swinging the rope around like a lasso and looking around yawning. And I'm, as every dad, I'm like, I'm almost flying yeah. out of the pew. <laughs> yeah. Whack him, Jimmy. I um, feel like that's
1: still yeah. a little bit like well, how he is. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> but still there's the irony of Jimmy 82nd airborne Jimmy. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Boy, so yeah. Yeah. Same So Even your analogy there is just kind of. of the military.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, so that's kind of how that went. And, uh, I must have started the kneeling thing after this, but the most beautiful thing happened uh, last weekend. the very same priest came up to me and said, I want to say, I'm sorry. Aww. Yeah.
1: Aww. He's,
2: and uh, he said over all these years, I've been just, you know, and I was just like, father, you don't have to say it. You yeah. know, uh, I know in my heart and, and, in uh, this, you know, it's just all water in the bridge and, you know, whatever else, small talk. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I just, um, what a beautiful father moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, ah. yeah.
0: Cause like you even said, like fathers, you apologize to your kids when you mess up. So yeah. even as your spiritual father, one time uh, he comes to you and he sees the fruit of that devotion in your own life and what it is born. And he says, I was, I'm sorry, I was wrong. What A beautiful moment. Yeah.
2: It is. And really that's, you know, it's God's gift of the Eucharist, right? right. It is. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, um, uh, I was, Mary's got this, she writes us letters every once in a while and she goes, you know, uh, and this is part of the Eucharist thing. So she goes, you know, I, I got this really, really cool secret thing I got to share with you guys. And it's like, we're all waiting for the next Mary story, you know? And she goes, it's very technical. It's very, uh, intriguing and it's very this and that. And she goes, as I'm preparing for adoration, I say, or the Eucharist, I say, Jesus, jesus jesus we're like oh okay and then she goes and then and then i move on to father 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 and then spirit 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 she goes and then if i'm not quite there then i pull out the big guns mama mary mama (laughs) mary mama (laughs) mary and i'm just like you guys i'm just like laughing when i'm reading this because you know she's got a great sense of humor yeah even if Mm. like
1: if that's what she does like that's such a child heart we're supposed to come from like a like a child i love that yeah so
2: I, w- I went to adoration right and I was like okay I am going to uh, do the Mary thing yeah right? so and it was 3 a.m adoration and I did the Mary thing right and I seriously i I got I think I got to the Jesus 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 part and now I wasn't I'm. that's usually the best time for me to do adoration because I'm the least sleepy i I seriously uh, it, uh 30 minutes were just gone. And I was in my mind, I was, uh, you know, the good good Lord was telling me about, I was thinking about um, the fig tree. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, you know, it's kind of explaining that. And then also, I guess more importantly, uh, I was kind of first thinking about, gosh, I wish I just, I guess, gosh, God, Mm -hmm. I wish I just understood the Holy Spirit better. I must've been on the Holy Spirit part. And then he goes, uh, he's like John Fitzsimmons. Are you telling me you don't understand love?
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm. Wow. That's
1: so, really beautiful. Uh, yeah.
2: So thanks. Thanks for, you know, covering for, you know, the, the. I this is so in my heart that it's just uh, you know, I'm glad the cameras aren't rolling right now. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um so that's the Lord though. And I think um well, I, the one thing I did want to say, I mean, we all as we as we approach our Lord in the blessed sacrament, you know, we want to be ready. And I'm thinking, Oh Lord, I just can't wait to receive you. And, and you offer your gifts. You know, I offer my family and I'm thinking, I've so many great things to offer. Right. So, uh, you know, one day I was praying like that as I'm walking up to the communion rail and the Lord's like, you know, granted, you know, great gifts, but you know, I don't just want them. I want you. Right. And I think that's what the Lord says to all of us mm-hmm. as we're going up to communion. And then he just kind of reemphasized that just very recently, you know, I was going up to communion and I was like, uh, dear Lord, I can't wait to receive you. I can't wait to receive you. And, you know, whatever else, you know, creating me a clean heart or whatever else is going through my mind. And then suddenly he's just like, I'm so happy to receive you, you know, yeah. that you're coming here. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's kind of so profound. It's like I think most people overlook that how overjoyed yeah. our Lord is yeah. for us to come and bring him. I mean, that's why that's why this has been happening for the last 2000 years. God's become so real. But you know, uh I get kind of behind in my Mary letter writing, so I wrote her about this and then uh I'm like, you know, it's kind of like uh this you know, God's like, okay, what took you so long, dopey guy? Right? You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of the prodigal son? You know, of course. <laughs> right. I'd love to have my, ch- my sons to and you? daughters run to me, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, I'll run to you, right? Wow. So, so. Um, hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that.
0: I'm reminded of
2: a quote from one of our
0: favorite books, Kara. I believe in love. Your uh, heart, your yeah, yeah, your that. heart is a heaven for him. That's your heart a, is a heaven for him. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah.
2: I, I bring that to me to every adoration for like the last year, and I think now yes. I'm on page ninety. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I just read. You can pray so with slow. every page. Yeah, yeah. and then it, I just—that's all I do—is one little section. Yeah. at a time. And yeah, it's a life-changing book. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy was the one that I, he probably got it from you. He guys. got it from Project yeah, Timothy, I yeah, Project <laughs> awesome. Timothy. Yeah,
0: but we've been so blessed to have him in our life, yes. and I think that's your witness of, of faith and. So as I hear your story, I, I just one thing that stands out to me, and maybe there's somebody listening that needs to hear this. You know, you've heard the the witness uh, of John and, and how something as simple as receiving kneeling, influence that can have in someone's life. I, I see that with my oldest daughter. Other children see her kneeling and they ask their parents and they want to do the same and or they might ask her why. And the fact that you can point to the why behind it and um we've we've seen young people where you know they're told you're going to hold up the line stop doing that which is probably similar to pushback you've heard before and but that there's something profound in the witness of that in receiving mm-hmm. Christ that way and it, maybe you're feeling the nudge to receive Christ a little more intimately a little more profoundly to make even if it's just that small step or even if it's something bigger in your life like wanting to share the love of Christ with others. And you're just a little bit nervous. Uh, I'd like to leave you with the words of Mary Kate, actually. And it's this, if the Lord opens a door, go through it.
2: Yeah. You know, I do have to say, you know, Mary Kate, One, the last thing she told us is, I'll see you in the Eucharist. Oh. Amen.
1: Yeah. It is the family.